You're listening to The Health Beat with Sarah and Pete. And our podcast pledge to you, dear listener, is to inspire you to be better. To help you find time to achieve your goals. To motivate you to take action. To encourage you to eat healthy. And occasionally make you laugh. Here we are, back at it. If you're listening live, happy spring. Before we dive into this week's topic of cooking with your spouse, I wanted to let you know that Peter and I are offering free 20-minute Q&A calls where we help you discover what's currently holding you back and come up with one to two things you can implement right away to help you improve things like your energy, motivation, and help you actually implement the things you know you should be doing. So if you're interested in one of those Q&A spots, head on over to theseasonaldiet.com forward slash schedule. I'm looking forward to rolling out these calls. Calls are going to be good. Calls are going to be good. And okay, so today we're talking cooking with your spouse. So cooking together and uh, sharing the kitchen has really brought Sarah and I together um, for better and for sometimes worse. It can get a little intense in there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to it's gonna bring you together and it will definitely test your patience. But you can do it. So the episode gift for today is we have a pho recipe for you which is like a vietnamese soup waiting for you on our website head on over to thehealthbeat.us forward slash hb42 we have a downloadable recipe plus shopping list to make it that much easier for you and yeah this is uh this is a really simple good starter recipe to kick things off cooking in the kitchen with your spouse. Yes. So if you and your partner don't currently cook in the kitchen together, if you cook rarely on the weekends, or if one of you does all the cooking and you'd like to bring it all together, this is a great recipe to get started. So that is what we are giving away today. And we have a little challenge that goes with it. We want you to make it this week because it's one thing to, you know, go over to our website, download it, and save it and never make it. So we want everyone to get the recipe, make it, and then post a photo in our Facebook group. And we will be doing the same thing. So um, all that is going to be on our website. But I think we should get started. Okay. So let's start off by doing like a little overview. Why is cooking with your spouse so wonderful? Well, I think you kind of kicked it off by saying that it brings you together. And I think that is one of the main things because um, it's real for like good relationships. I feel like we have a pretty solid relationship. We spend a lot of time together. We know each other really well. We respect each other. And um, we kind of use the kitchen time as kind of like bonding. We kind of talk about our day. I like to tell you jokes. You pretend to think they're funny. (laughs) That Um, sounds about right. Yeah. So I think it's really great for um, bringing couples together. It's, it's time spent. I mean, it's, I want to say it's like distraction free, but I mean, you're still doing something, but 
you don't have to really be thinking about it too much most of the time. Depends on the recipe. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, so it, most importantly, I suppose um, in the in the name of health, it brings you together. But then, of course, you're you're in the kitchen making homemade recipes and getting whole food nutrients the best that your body deserves but getting your spouse in the kitchen is also key for saving time too yeah man hello time saver it's like having a sous chef if you are always doing all the work man you're missing out i get peter in there and he just like the best thing is i'll be in there and i'll be just tearing it up and he'll be right behind me cleaning everything up so i'll be one section of the kitchen i'll be making a sauce or something make a complete mess turn around to the stove i'll come back from the stove about five minutes later and it's spotless yeah it's the best all the all the little (laughs) remnants the avocado pits and and lettuce leaves and kind of like splatter this and crumbs of that and just rinse off that cutting board clean up the knife it's nice I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm like a pro assistant. That's like what I like visualize in my head. So when you're on the other side, like working in the skillet, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, let's get this baby cleaned up. No, you, you know, do looking good. Job. Cause I know it's just going to make you more productive. Yeah. It, know, it allows me slate. to get more done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's faster. the focus. And that's, that's the goal is like, not only will it save you time, if you can get your spouse or your partner in the kitchen working with you. Um, wait, what did I say? It's going to save you time. Mm-hmm. Not only is it going to save you time, but it's going to get done faster. That's yeah. what I want to say. Yeah. It's going to get done faster. Mm-hmm. Two and hands for, working on yeah. one dinner. Yeah. Four hands working on one dinner. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree. Another really great thing is, um, you two are creating something together. It's like, when two people come together to create something, the reward, the finished meal is so much more enjoyable because it's like you both had a hand in creating it. And um, there's something about like making a meal and then when it's so good and you both created it, it's like, we made this. It's delicious. I feel like... Brings you together too. I feel like after making this pho recipe that we're going to put on the website, I think we should have people do like a high five in front of their their creation what do you think you think so is that a little intense is that a little extreme i don't know i think some might be willing to be kind of fun just the way you described it it just sounded like a party we're like a race we're really into the high fives we are (laughs) we're a couple of high fivers that might be our thing yeah we're the hunky dory high five i'm curious if other people have like their thing you know that they do yeah oh i'm sure yeah yeah do like chest pump kisses or something yeah. Eh. All right. A little bit distracted. So what else? Um, I was going to say that it keeps you from getting like burned out. Because sometimes if you're oh, like yeah. working all day and then you go in the kitchen, you're grinding it out yourself. Like it's just like totally unappealing because you know that you're going to hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And then like when dinner's ready, like you're not happy. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Everything is more fun with company. I feel like, you know. Yeah. I guess there's sometimes when you're just tired and like want to be in your own zone, but um, usually that's not in cooking because um, most people don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Not at least not during the week during dinner time. They just want to like get in there, get it done, 
um, and have it taste good. At least that's me and have it be healthy. So, um, cooking with your spouse, that that is why you guys want to do it you want to save time you want to eat healthy you want to keep that bond alive mm-hmm. um and it's just a great way to unwind instead of you know watching a few episodes and getting takeout like making dinner you feel really good about it um and it brings you guys together so what about how to actually do it right because so that's why but how how would you suggest peter people actually like work in the kitchen with their spouses. Are you okay, so we've we've gotten to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about how do we go about it? Yeah. I would definitely the first thing is I would I I would I would figure out who's best at what. Yes. Now for you and I, you are the meal planner. Mhm. You're also the multitasker. Yes. And I am most, I can meal plan, but I most definitely cannot multitask. <laughs> it's kind of funny when we, when we switch roles, there's a few recipes, not, not often. Most of the time that is our roles. I'm kind of the, the chef and Peter's kind of my assistant, but a few times there are a few recipes that I let Peter be the chef in because he's, he's made them the most. He's really good at them. And it, it is funny because we don't do that as often, so it gets a little crazy. So, like, one recipe is pad thai, and so... That's the wild... It's like the Wild West. So, Peter, you... <laughs> yeah, you... So, you make the pad thai, and so I I kind of, like, act as your, your sous chef, but you, I kind you of... You do such a good job. ...do a lot of the chopping, too. Wait, isn't that what the sushi yeah, does? Yeah, yeah, but sometimes I wonder like what you're actually doing. <laughs> oh my gosh! In the recipe. Oh come but, on! Okay, but any, I'm gonna come over. But there. one thing is, I'm not used to like cleaning everything up, and so you'll be like mm. tearing it up in there, mm-hmm. and I'll be chopping, isn't and then there, interesting? there'll be like dishes and stuff everywhere. Yeah, and, and, and it's the just, assumption is deal with it, you know, just because I I deal with it. Yeah, you know? but I'm not used to it, so I'll. At the end, like normally, kind of like what the age. Normally, when we finish dinner, like it's pretty clean because you've been cleaning up. But when you're cooking, it's like pretty messy. But it's not because of you; it's because I'm I haven't been cleaning up. But the but the it's a little off though because normally when I'm cooking dinner, I'm making lunch too. But when you're cooking dinner, mm-hmm. you're not making lunches. It's true. It's true. So so yeah, gets, you're still wearing like two hats in that little role. Yeah. Right there. So it yeah. gets a little wild. Yeah. Um, Tensions can run high. They they used to in the past, <laughs> especially with that recipe. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I go to Thailand, when I'm in my Thailand mindset, it's just wild in there. Yeah. So, okay. So, let's, get, let's bring it back. So, um, if you're good at multitasking, then I would suggest you do, you know, the, most of the cooking. Or at least um, if one person is better at like delegating, like yeah. put that person in charge yeah. and then have the other person doing the tasks. You know what's funny? What? Is I think of like the multitasker as... Be careful. As, no, 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 you're going to like this. So the multitasker is kind of like the person that moves things along. Yes. So Sarah, she's so good about it. Like she kind of keeps the momentum going with like the happenings in the kitchen she's not only is she like the director but she's just kind of like okay okay let's get this thing done here you know she kind of cracks the whip well because i i'm as you're saying this i'm thinking of you telling me a story 
And then oh, all yeah, of a that's sudden, the everything worst. stops. Oh, that's the worst. Sarah hates it when I tell her <laughs> no, stories. She just no. says, like, how long is this going to take? <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, have you made that dressing yet? That's hey, can we just, yeah, can we just hold off on this okay, story here's until the thing. after? Here's the thing is I'll be waiting for something. Like, I'll need something to saute. And you'll be working on it for about 15 minutes because you're trying to tell a story that you're really into and cut a carrot. And so I'm like waiting for this carrot, but trying to listen to the story, you know? Oh, man. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Where were we? Story time. So I'm usually, I'm most of the time, I'm I'm like doing dishes. Mm -hmm. I'll do like dressings. Um, so, So I think that that's like, that's something to think about is like, Who's who's the multitasker? Who's like fast at washing dishes? Because mm-hmm. I'm like pretty fast. Um, who's better at making salad dressing? Uh, who's not afraid to risk their fingers on the mandolin? Yeah, I love Peter. Like do lots that. of like just mandolin. like little things like that. But also like um, if you're not sure, like if you don't cook a lot, if you and your partner don't cook a lot, you might not know those things. So I think in that situation, it's just to have a recipe and split it up. You know, and the more you cook, you'll realize, you know, who's better at what. Um, and then, you know, one of you might not be great at making salad dressings or mixing things up, but you might like to do it. And so you might do things that you like to do just because it makes it more enjoyable. So just kind of that takes some trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. One person chops the salad, one person makes the dressing, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody takes the whole salad and the dressing while the other person works on like an appetizer or like sweet potato fries. Or one person does the tofu in this recipe. I was just or thinking one about person, that. yeah, is cooking brown rice. You just kinda like break it apart like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yep. Okay. Do you have anything else on like the the getting started, the rolls? I think that pretty much sums it up, at least that I can think of right now. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so a next another thing would be to have a plan when first starting out or a recipe, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to go down so well if it's 6 o'clock and you're heading into the kitchen together and neither one of you know what you're going to make. Yes, yeah. Three-part. Having a recipe shopping for the recipe make making sure that you have the stuff so it's like your recipe is your plan making sure you have the stuff for the plan but then you have to actually stop work so set a timer and that will remind you to get into the kitchen or whatever your schedule is some kind of like speed bump that says okay time to shut down get into the kitchen it's dinner time because it's so easy to blow past it and be like oh look at that i was impulsive and now i have to go get takeout for dinner because i just blew my whole you know dinner time preparation budget Mm -hmm. yeah um another thing is if you like if you're just getting started i definitely recommend a recipe and like peter was saying like shop ahead of time for all the stuff kind of like we're gonna give you the recipe in the shopping list, you know, go get that stuff sometime this week and then have a night where you're going to make it. Um, but if you normally just go grocery shopping and then have stuff in the fridge and then, um, 
just make it from that, that's fine. But just going into the kitchen, have an idea of what you're going to make or what you have. If you want to do it a little more freestyle, that's fine. But um, if you're bringing your spouse in, if you're trying to get them involved, like you have to have an idea because I think the worst thing about, you know, being in a relationship is when it's like, hey, you decide what we're having. No, you decide what we're having. What do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? Like nobody likes to play that game. Um, And so to kind of have that already figured out is going to save you a lot of trouble and headache in the dinner planning. And another thing is, I was just telling you about this, Peter. (laughs) You're probably like, is she going to say it? Is she going to say it? I'm like looking at you. I'm like, what's coming up? Um, As the day goes on and you've been making more decisions, it's harder to make decisions. So you should know beforehand, like earlier in the day, what you're going to make. Because when you're hungry and you're exhausted from making decisions, like it's going to be impossible to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. I know what we're having for dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. It's okay. I'm the boss, so you don't even need to know. So I'm just going to put you to work. Wait, am I supposed to know what we're having for dinner? Did we talk about this? Uh, I mean, yesterday. Oh, that was too long ago. (laughs) It's fine. Um, What are we having for dinner? (laughs) We are having... Uh, tahini salad with those Hillary's. Oh, that's bites. right. Mm-hmm. Yes. We yes. should do something different with the tahini dressing this time. Okay. What? I don't know what dressing we had last time. Kind of like shake it up. Make what it a kind little of? Bit different. I, I, oh, I made, I made a different dressing last time. You liked it. It was a mustard with dates. I'm obsessed with mustard. But I don't want that. I want tahini. How about you're in charge of the dressing? Okay. Deal. Okay. Let's talk about where one might get stuck. Or yeah, struggle. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of this potential and I'm sure that you've already come up against um at least one of these, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh the first thing that comes to my mind is is um just getting your your partner to help. Just mm-hmm. actually just getting them into the kitchen. And sometimes that can be that can be difficult. Now Sarah and I, like we are like we we don't really face that struggle unless sometimes we're like really busy with like work. One of us might try and get the other person to make dinner, but that's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're pretty like on board together at this point, but I would say just like doing like a trade, you know, I don't know, just finding like, finding like a creative way to convince them to get into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? What do you mean by like, trade? How, would you, would you? how would you get me into the kitchen if I was kind of dragging my feet? Like, would you just demand that I get in the kitchen or would you kind of meet me halfway? Well, it depends on the mood that I'm in. Because if I'm kind of tired and grumpy, too, like, I'll probably just threaten you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This <laughs> is how it I'm works being, around here. I'm being honest, you know? Like, if yeah. we're both tired, like, yeah. I'm pretty good not to, like, toot my own horn. But I'm pretty good about just, like, doing it, even if I don't really want to. Um, because I know deep down that eating healthy is worth it and that I'll, I'll I will feel better if I make the effort um so if I'm kind of just like eh, in a bad mood but normally that's not the case and normally you are interested but I might say something like you know if you help me like we can watch an episode of our favorite show I might say if you help me with the dishes like I'll make you a treat He's like my child or dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, if I'm in a really good mood, I might promise like a back massage. Mm-hmm. So those are all techniques you guys can use. Feel free. Let me know how they go. 
Yeah. It just depends on your mood, you know, because if, if I'm if I'm tired too, like we're in this together. And I think that can kind of be problematic if like you don't have the best relationship with your spouse, you know, and then you're like kind of grumpy with them yeah. trying to get them in there. Yeah. That doesn't usually go well, but yeah. it's different with us because you always help in the kitchen. So mm-hmm. I would just be like, Peter, cut your crap, get your butt in there. Yeah. Um, so what about what about you? Where do you think that... Well, for me, my biggest struggle that happens with us cooking in the kitchen is our kitchen is so small. And I just, like, we're renting a, an apartment in Carlsbad. And it's, I love it so much. It's super close to the beach. Uh, our neighbors are quiet. And there's lots of green trees around. I love it all. But the kitchen is tiny. So, like, when I'm at the stove, Peter is right behind me at the sink. And it's just, like... We're talking like like maybe a foot. It's so small. And like yeah. we're always doing dishes because we cook everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so the dishwasher is usually the open. The dishwasher is usually open, which means the pathway in and out of the kitchen <laughs> is only about a foot wide. It's so small. You and know. that's right where the spice drawer is. So if the spice drawer is open and the dishwasher is open... Like and then the fridge. You're not getting in there. Uh, and then the fridge takes up the whole back corner. It's just which it's, is where like the primary counter space is. It's yeah. And like so so that's a struggle. Dinner. It's like when it comes to dinner, it's the stove and the dishwasher that are like the two problem areas. What, what is it in the morning? In the morning, though, <laughs> it's the sink and the fridge because Peter will be making a smoothie while I'm making juice and so we're both trying to wash produce and it's just like we just kind of smile at each other because we're both feeling like Mm -hmm. come on dude get out of my way yeah so that's like because we're always on the same schedule that means we're pretty much always in or around the kitchen like at the same time Mm -hmm. at both ends of the day yeah so like we we do a little. And I feel like I feel like the morning is a little bit worse because we like kind of like just woke up, yeah. you know, and well, we're like a little bit. Sometimes we're like a little bit groggy, or we're like running late. We want to be oh, like yeah. done already. Well, we're always yeah. It's always a sprint in the morning for us. So the last like twenty minutes. So for us, like we we just kind of smile and like know that like the size of our kitchen we're planning on fixing in a few months. Um, but for now we just kind of smile and realize, you know, it is what it is, you know, and like it could be worse, but sometimes we kind of grunt about it. Um, and, and if you have a small kitchen, you feel our pain. Um, but you, you kind of just have to make the best of that one. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a great point. So one thing that was, so that was another thing that you might struggle with. Yeah. You might get stuck with. Okay. Do you have another one you want to share? How about, how about the, how about getting in a little bit of an argument? Hmm. Tell me more. Sometimes working with your spouse or your partner can be a little bit, uh, a little bit rough. Okay. You know, trying to, you guys are both working on your own projects and it's sometimes it's like pretty easy to kind of like butt heads. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you just cut that a little smaller? No, a little smaller. No, Peter, a little smaller. Something like that. Yeah, okay. we're like micromanaging. Yep. Sometimes it's like you're bringing you're bringing other matters into the kitchen too. 
So it's like you haven't fully moved on mm. from your day mm-hmm. and you're still thinking about it. And sometimes you like Sarah and I will talk about like business and like she'll kind of have like one stance on, oh, on yeah. something and I'll have a stance like, on totally another. Totally not and we're, like, cooking related. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, totally not cooking related. And that's another thing just as like a little tangent is like I feel like it's it's usually something stupid, someone's ego or poor communication. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's never like if you just like create some space, take a breather, like that's that's what solves it for Sarah and I. It's okay. like sometimes it reaches the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to step out or, hey, Peter, you know, how about I just like take the dishes, you know, from this that's, point. That's kind of like um, just like a relationship, not, not so much cooking in the kitchen, but just like if you're at – as mm-hmm. a couple, have you come up against an argument or something where you're not feeling it, taking a break? So, yeah, definitely. If you're chatting in the kitchen and something comes up, yeah, that yeah. definitely happens to us. Yeah. Um, okay, so another one would be when a recipe goes wrong. So And it, and it happens to us. Yeah, it does. Not as often as it used to. Mm-hmm. The, I think, again, with practice – it gets better. But I know a lot of um, people are trying to eat healthier and then getting your spouse to eat healthier. Uh, the spouse could kind of be like, you know, this isn't very good. I don't like this, you know. And then it's really easy to take that personally and then never want to, like, cook with them again or never want to make something healthy for them again because they didn't appreciate it. And so I think, like, one good thing is to realize that it's no one's fault. If a recipe doesn't turn out um, or if someone doesn't like it, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's the person who picked the recipe's fault. It doesn't mean that um, you shouldn't cook in the kitchen again. It yeah. just means that this didn't turn out. And yeah. I think the best solution is to figure out why it didn't turn out. Was it a bad recipe? Was it someone's taste buds? Can you fix it or is it just scratch it and mm-hmm. um and then just move on from it yeah no I, yeah that was my exact thought i was like right there it's just like i was just thinking yeah stay positive try and find the bright side you know focus on like solutions alternatives and then it was like move on mm-hmm. don't dwell on it yeah yeah because like what's done is done we just got to make the best of it mm-hmm. you know we're both in it we're both hungry yeah so i think too like some people have a fear of cooking or cooking new recipes because they think, you know, if this doesn't turn out, like, what am I going to do? But <laughs> the the reality of the situation is if it doesn't turn out, you're not going to starve. And you most likely have something in your fridge you can make. And you probably won't be happy about it because you're, you were expecting this. But you probably could make a smoothie or have some cereal or worst case scenario, go to the store and get something that's already prepared. So I don't want you to be afraid to get in the kitchen with your spouse because you're worried the recipe won't turn out. Because mm-hmm. the only way to prevent that from happening is to practice. For us, um, we I can't even remember the last time a recipe didn't turn out. Usually recipes will be just like, we'll make something and it will just be like, eh, this is okay, but... Then we'll be like, okay, well, how can we make this better? And like some sriracha or hot sauce or seasoning will help, mm-hmm. you know. And that just comes from practice. I agree. It should it should definitely not deter you from getting in the kitchen because it doesn't it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. And there's always a solution. There's always a way to fix it. 
All right. So the last thing that I've got on here that could get you stuck is the dishes Me and too. like the cleanup at the end. Yes. Most of the time, Sarah and I were on the same page. You know, like like we getting into the kitchen, like we can tell. Okay, how many dishes do we have, and how how much work is is dinner going to take? And we have a pretty good idea. Like once we're like halfway, where it's like, okay, Peter's just working on dishes. Like he's got his work cut out for him. Or like sometimes I'll be working on something else. Things will kind of flop. Where like Sarah will do half recipe, and then I do the other half, and then she's doing dishes. But then we eat dinner, and then there's this pile of dishes. It's like, one, two, three, not it. You know, <laughs> we're trying to like, we're like, that's when it's. That's when I think that it's. That that's the that's the tough point. Yeah, is um, is, is at the very end. Yeah, yeah, it's like you finish dinner and then you're trying to go to bed and the dishes are still there. I think like kind of a general rule is whoever does most of the cooking doesn't have to do the dishes. Um, but like you were saying, sometimes you know if we're both doing the cooking, then we should both be doing the dishes. Um, I think like one thing Peter and I have decided is that. At the end of the night, when dinner has been done, when the cooking has been done, you've already had your dinner and you're kind of wrapping up for the night, nobody really likes doing the very last of the dishes. It's just not fun. You're tired. It's the end of the day. um, And you kind of feel like you're doing all of the work. It's hard because unless you wash by hand and there's someone who can do the drying, dishes end up being a one-person job. We've talked about getting two dishwashers could happen we're definitely getting two sinks in our next kitchen that's decided um so just kind of if you can wipe down all the counters while one person's doing the dishes um i usually make lunches you know while peter's finishing the dishes just kind of doing something to contribute kind of hold your own Mm -hmm. even even the just the perception of it goes a long (laughs) way don't worry peter i'm wiping down the floors oh this part is this part's kind of funny. Um, I so I grew up in a household, and Sarah is the one that she's really taken like observation of this. Where like, like my parents, and just like my whole family in general, like it's very like like you do what's fair. Everything is like based on fairness. Um, and for Sarah, it's like, well, why can't you just do something just to do it? Because it's like the right thing to do or the nice thing to do. Or so what if somebody gets more, you know, like we shouldn't be trying to be fair. Like, like we, we shouldn't really be thinking about it. Like when you're obsessed with fairness, it's like coming from like this fear-based mentality. For me, sometimes like doing dishes, I'll be feeling like, oh, she needs to contribute. She needs to contribute. But in reality, it's just because I'm like tired you know, and I see her hanging out and I just want to hang out, you know, uh, even though she's probably not hanging out, she's probably like, you know, doing some posts in our Facebook group. Um, so anyways, I mean, I just, just try and just try and compromise, yeah. you know, it's funny. This is like a relationship one-on-one totally, podcast. Yeah. Totally. I think too, with us, we kind of have different styles too. And that kind of can be problematic. Whereas for me, I like to get every single thing done. Um, like all at once. And then I like to take a break at the very end where you like to do little pieces and then take a break. 
And so then at the end, I'm ready for my break, you know, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, why are you taking a break right now? And I'm like, because you took a break right in the middle of dinner. <laughs> and so it's just like kind of figuring out how to yeah. work that out. Everybody's a little bit different. But um, hopefully this gave you some ideas of how you can get your spouse in the kitchen, you know, promise back rubs, promise to help with the dish wa- the dishes, Um, or at least pretend and you know you guys will be fine yep i'm just kidding uh so yeah we are gonna provide a recipe and shopping list for a pho recipe that peter and i make all the time it's super easy and it's a great way to get started in the kitchen if you don't like pho why not because it's so good but if you don't because i get it um i probably didn't have pho until i was in college my parents would not be down. Um, there are a lot of other recipes on our website that I will link to to give you some ideas of other ones that you might consider making with your spouse. So you can get the recipe and shopping list and everything else we talked about over on thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB42. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week on The Health Beat.